Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to season three of the Agile World, where we discuss customer and employee experience, organizational and workforce transformation, and how business can adapt and continually improve in an Agile age. The Agile World podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed in this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm co-founder and CEO of CareerGig and the host of the Agile World podcast. In all times, but especially in the midst of a global pandemic and financial meltdown, it takes guts to make big moves or even small ones. Today, we're going to talk about chutzpah and why it's critical to individuals and organizations. Uh, to help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Mason Harris. Uh, first, uh, welcome to the show, Mason. And why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure, Greg. Thank you first for having me. My background, let's see. Um, I have been both an employee and an employer. I've had a uh, fast growth company that garnered some, rep um, some recognition in the uh, Maryland, D.C. area. Uh, so I've been on both sides of this. I've worked with uh, people who are much smarter than me. Uh, and some people who needed uh, a lot of guidance from me. Uh, both have been uh, memorable. I've been in, through my uh, business career, there's been a lot of evolution. I was in advertising and mobile billboard advertising specifically. Uh, I also had an email marketing company. I've been a public speaker, which I continue to do today. I'm also a writer and author. My second book, The Chutzpah Advantage, will be out soon. Great, great. Well, let's get right into it. Um, so what is chutzpah? Uh, great question. And chutzpah is one of those ideas, those concepts that we're all a bit familiar with, but we have trouble defining it. So I'm going to throw this back on you. Do you have any definition or some synonyms of chutzpah you can help me out with to get started? Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah, I, I mean, I think of it as having um, the guts, the perhaps audacity or, you know, just the, the, um, the boldness to do something. And, um, I'm from my standpoint, I'm not sure if that's boldness to do something good or, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, but it's more just the, you know, the, uh, the, the guts to kind of do what needs to be done. It's a great story in my research. When you say boldness, guts, um, audacity, all of those words have been provided to me. All the research, the interviews I did, uh, that comes up frequently. So I think you're closer than most people. Where okay. there seems to be a lot of difficulty is people say, oh, chutzpah, I just have to be bold. Well, sadly, we can be bold and stupid at the same time. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? So, um, and we can be audacious and rude right. at right. the same time. So uh, it comes down to, as I've asked people, one, is chutzpah even good or bad? And there is a mix. Some people see the negative side of chutzpah. Some people speak, uh, see the positive side of chutzpah. I've uh, uncovered easily over 30 synonyms or descriptions, including intestinal fortitude, um, bravery, yes. courage. And what I've done in my interviews is try to get an, um, create a model that's both memorable and easy to follow, such that you don't say, oh, okay, now I get it, but it's not something that I can do. That's not where I'm headed with this. So my definition is primarily eight behaviors and characteristics, each that's represented by a letter in the word chutzpah, that 
will make it easier for listeners, readers uh, to implement in their own lives, but also for organizations. Nice. So the, uh, what I'd like to do, if actually for your listeners, if they're interested in this, take out a sheet of paper and draw a circle. Uh, I'll give you about a couple of seconds to do this, but a sheet of paper and draw a circle. And nice. now, I, I like I like the interactive exercise here. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Well, that just takes me back to art therapy too. So I get the benefit of both. So if you do that, now I'd like you to to uh, take that circle and divide it into eight sections, almost like a pizza pie, gotcha. and put the letters of chutzpah in each of those slices. So C, H. U, T, Z, P, A, H. And through this uh, discussion, we'll get a chance to fill in as many of these, if not all of them, uh, as we can. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm following along here. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, awesome. So we'll give everybody a chance to catch up. C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H are the slices in your pizza. And we'll get to those during the conversation. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so let's um, we can we'll, we'll keep moving here as as people are doing that. Um, so you know, you mentioned um, personality and and um, characteristics uh, as well. But you know, I'm wondering is this is chutzpah something? Do some people just naturally have this? Is this something that can be learned? How does you know in your research and um, on this? How do you how do you characterize it? Uh, another good question, and I'm going to give you a definitive yes and no. So that gets us very, uh, no progress in that answer. But let me ask you this. First of all, chutzpah, there are people that may be more inclined through personality to exhibit some of the behaviors. But every one of the behaviors, every one of the characteristics can be learned. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, if I was to say on a scale of 1 to 100, 100 being, wow, the most chutzpah-like person you've ever met, one being, nah, that's really not me. I'm, I'm, I have no chutzpah. Where would you put yourself? Uh, me personally? Um, I, let's say 75. Okay. So 75, I'm going to make an assumption here that you see it as mostly positive because people who have a negative <laughs> view of chutzpah usually go, oh, I'm probably right in the middle. They yeah, I, I do see it as positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can have some negative sides as well. Just out of curiosity, out of college, where might you have put yourself on that same scale? Uh, probably 25. Okay. So there's been a lot of experience over your career that you now realize benefits you. It's the kind of the old adage, boy, if I knew back then what I know now, there would have been no stopping me. So right. some chutzpah comes with age for people. But not everybody. And that's where these eight behaviors hopefully will help people um, decide, oh, I'm strong in that, but I'm not as strong on, the other, on one of the other characteristics. Let me think about how I can add that to my life. Uh, are there any particular experiences in your life that you can say shaped your thoughts or your career that you would describe as chutzpah? Um, I mean, I think for me, it's it's been being an entrepreneur and... I've certainly had some successes, but I've, you know, you, you have to fail a lot to succeed a little. Right. So, um, I think seeing those, you know, seeing some of those things that I could have done better or that were really a matter of not being able to make, be decisive, um, tell someone bad news when it might've been, you know, just some of those things I, 
for for many reasons i guess that's this is a whole um therapy session probably that, <laughs> that can go that's another podcast probably but um you know i just i didn't come from a background of really saying things in a straightforward way or not wanting to hurt people's feelings and all those kinds of things and i i think i realized over time that it's actually it can be more hurtful to someone to not tell them the truth or you know who who am i to think that i'm sparing someone being hurt by you know trying to manipulate things and and make it sound better or whatever versus just telling someone the truth so i mean i think for me a lot of it came from that everything you've described by the way shows the progression as people learn more and are open to new ideas and one critical thing you spoke about being an entrepreneur um having to basically there have been uh, right decisions and wrong decisions it all starts with taking the risk with action so let's get back to that pizza model for a second the first uh, the c in chutzpah i'd like you to write down carpe diem okay and carpe diem most of us think of oh that's seize the moment seize the day we think of all those opportunities where we've sat back and these can be personal they can be career related and a lot of our listeners today are looking at uh, or are joining us because of, of your background and careers good careers the advantages of being a gig worker in this economy and also the security so this will relate very well i think to what they're doing too yeah but um, so carpe diem is basically making the decision. So if you are uh, looking for a job right now uh, and you have the, the choice between taking something that this is not going to be fulfilling, it's not the money, the challenge, uh, the area that I want to be in, or you have the choice to take a little bit of risk and to go for something different, that's what carpe diem is. That's what sees the day is. Uh, so that's the first element of chutzpah. You also asked about, is it a, a personality characteristic? Can it be learned? Uh, let's think of something common for a lot of people in business. Many of us, particularly in sales, but in, in executive management as well, we take courses or we read books about negotiation. Yeah. Negotiation provides us or a course would provide us with skills, responses, and understanding of the process that goes, the processes in negotiation uh, what people, how people's minds change over time and how we can be more persuasive. Well, you, you can have multiple people in that class at the end of the class, someone can decide this was great. I'm going to use, um, my negotiation class to become better in sales, maybe even start a company, positive things, most likely someone else might say, well, this is good. I'm going to use my negotiation in a way that is unethical, um, say I'm going to become part of a uh, drug distribution gang. Right, right. And it actually, we think, well, Mason, that's kind of far-fetched. Well, then read Chris. Um, well, there are a number of books that talk about negotiation. And if you go back to The Godfather, <laughs> negotiation right, right. was very heavy-handed. Is like, right. you're going to do it my way. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> right, so right. You can learn these skills and choose whether or not to use it for good, constructive chutzpah, or bad, what I call destructive chutzpah, which gets into the question, is it good or bad? Well, how about um, applying this to organizations and uh, you know professional life and, and things like that? How, how can chutzpah benefit organizations, even even to understand the concepts and, and things like that. 
Sure. Okay. So individually, there are times potentially that we sit back that because we, um, we've, we've raised an idea in a meeting, for example, and other people knocked it down, that we become more hesitant to raise an idea at another time. Because who likes to be rejected or publicly humiliated, told that, you know, this just doesn't work? We're also right. not taught to come up with crazy ideas. It's kind of like, oh, come on, that's absurd. Yet sometimes it's the craziest of ideas that lead to the greatest success. Let's think... Uh, for a moment about Elon Musk uh, and his background. A lot of people don't know. He was bullied as a kid. Uh, he clearly had a, a knack, a talent for math and therefore computer programming that led to. And he wrote his first program when he was a teenager. He sold it for $500. And as a, a kid growing up in South Africa, that was a, a great start. Now, let's yeah. think of some of the things he has done since then. Tesla, uh, we know because that's the big brand out there. There are other things. The Boring Company, the idea of creating these, these tunnels connecting cities. Uh, or how about SpaceX? Whoever thought that a private company could actually compete with governments in putting people into space, to, to being the transport delivery service? Well, all those came about because in his organizations, the crazy ideas are the ones that they laugh at and look at and then say, you know, maybe it's not as crazy as you think. Maybe there is something here. Uh, let's see. Also, in terms of people and organizations, if there was a world without chutzpah, uh, we'd all be paying retail. That's, there's no doubt about that. There, <laughs> yeah. There'd be no, no discussion on that. There would also be no entrepreneurs. Okay? Because why would anybody bother to try and think of a better solution? It's not worth right. it. Right. right? Thinking of a better solution, going out on a limb, taking a risk, all these are characteristics and parts of the remaining slices of our pizza that we'll get into. Uh, so that's what makes organizations better because we would like, I would think, most organizations, unless if they are transactional based, that theirs is, hey, I sell based on price and that's it. It's a transaction. It's a one time. I don't care about customer development. But if I do care about customer development, I need to have an organization of people who have a bit of chutzpah, who are willing to question the status quo and say, you know, we've been seem to be getting more customer service uh, emails and phone calls. What do we think is the issue over there? What can we do to minimize customer uh, discomfort or anger or lack of appreciation for everything that we do for them? Yeah, if you go buy the book, you're never going to address it. So chutzpah in an organization enables people to think differently and separate themselves from the competition. So, so as, how does? Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say, how does how does an organization then identify these people? You know, there's not a there's not a place on a resume that um, you know has a has a chutzpah score or you know there or, or things like that. So, like you know, this this it seems beneficial to to have people, uh, you know, the, the things that you've described so far and, and, and we'll get to in a minute as well, but you know, how does a, how does an employer identify somebody, um, you know, that, that might have some of these, these characteristics in a, in a positive way? Well, it's interesting. You're right. There's no like requirement. Look, we need, um, uh, an undergraduate degree. We need five years of work uh, as a product manager, and we need a chutzpah score over 90. That doesn't right. exist. But what does exist, 
And let's move on to another slice right now. We spoke about carpe diem. So as an employer, I think we would all want employees who are willing to say, okay, I'm going to move on this. I'm not going to sit back and leave it on my desk. Rather, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to move something forward. I don't care if you're in product management, in marketing, in sales, uh, even in, in software development. There's always that opportunity to move forward and, and make, make a difference as opposed to yeah. putting it off. So you want somebody who takes initiative. That's the carpe yeah. diem piece. Now, you also want somebody who's not going to be dissuaded by a no. We all get rejection. Uh, some people, as soon as they get that rejection, it's, that's the end of it. Uh, they're not going any further. Uh, we can go back to, sadly, my prom days and being rejected by the person I asked and thinking, that's it. My <laughs> life is over. Okay? Fortunately, somebody asked me. So I managed hey, to go. Hey, well, there you go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so things work out. Unfortunately, that person uh, had more chutzpah than I did. But <laughs> right. the, the critical skill that an employee uh, would look – that employer, excuse me, would look for now – uh, under the H in the chutzpah model, the first H, let's go with, because there are two H's, is handling objections. Objections are part of life. It's as simple as, uh, you know, I think I'm in the mood for dinner, uh, for Italian tonight. Uh, well, no, I don't want Italian. Uh, I'd like Chinese. But, you know, we had Chinese three nights in a row. Objections are part of our social interactions, and they're also part of um, evaluating business ideas. So when we learn to handle objections, one, by anticipating what the objection might be beforehand and therefore uh, addressing it before it even is raised is a very strong tactic. Um, And two, by knowing that when an objection is raised, it's not an attack on us. The objection might make our idea stronger. The objection might make it um, more usable for a number of other people. So handling objections is something that an employer can see in an interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you have people who come in looking um, for opportunities. Um, what happens when you throw the first objection at, at them? Do they back down? Do they say, oh, well, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't have enough experience there. Or, yeah. uh, they, or if you even say, you know, you're not really exactly what we're looking for. I'll tell you, as an employer, I would want somebody to say, well, I think I'm more than what you're looking for, because even though I don't have that, let me tell you the three other things I've done that are really important for this role. Yeah. So that would be a second one. Great, great. So, I mean, this this also feels timely to me. And, you know, everybody makes the the uses the expression that things keep moving more quickly and, and so on and so forth. But I think we've seen over the last year or so that things can change very rapidly and, and drastically and not, not simply just um, continual acceleration. But how does, how does this concept of, of chutzpah, why, why is it important right now in particular? Uh, that's, this is the first time I've gotten that question. And it is, it's a great question. There I like is, asking first questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have done it. You're, you're challenging me, which I like. There is, as you said, there's so much uncertainty uh, right now. We are living in this, this uh, era of COVID. We have a pandemic impacting our lives every single day. Uh, we have, uh, we're worried about our health. We're worried about our jobs. Uh, will 
this COVID-19 ever go away? And now the news is, well, it seems to be transforming itself. And we don't know what that means for the future. Or is it going to become an endemic and something we have to live with over time? We're seeing jobs and industries that are going away. We've changed our work habits from uh, we get together in an atmosphere where people work collaboratively in the same building for the most part and fewer people are working from home. Well, that is completely reversed. How much of that will change back? Uh, there is a need for new ideas, uh, how to make us more, tech, uh, more productive. For example, on the public speaking side, something you're familiar with and I'm familiar with, uh, live, um, live events. Uh, have pretty much gone away for the most part. There are some that are coming back now, fortunately, in some states where there's a more of an opening of the regulations. And it's a re uh, But while this has been going on, it's technology that's been developed that's created. Zoom became a verb during this pandemic. Right, right. Okay? Yeah. And that's not going away. Uh, so from a speaker's perspective, uh, my, and I'm not the only person that thinks this, we are always now going to have a combination of Zoom, hybrid, and live events. You won't have a live yeah. event any longer where they're not also uh, presenting it digitally, virtually to attendees, because not everybody's gonna be comfortable going back. So uh, it's an important time right now because just to adapt to the changes requires chutzpah. Chutzpah makes us more independent as well. I'll give you a, a good example. I frequently ask people what the biggest business mistake they ever made was. Well, I'll tell you mine. My biggest business mistake was that I turned 60. And when I turned 60, it was like, well, you know, we're looking for a more youthful, although it wouldn't necessarily be said in quite those words. So right. I was faced with, what am I going to do? I, I'm, I have too many ideas. I enjoy being with people, solving problems introducing um, products. There's too much life left in me. So I decided to go back to public speaking, which I hadn't done for several years, in January of 2020. My oh, timing yeah. was impeccable. A lot of you were saying, ooh, good move, Mason. Well, I started making progress, getting things booked, but by March it was evident there was nothing for the year. So without chutzpah, I probably would have said, you know, or even with some level of chutzpah, I would have said, well, I tried. I just failed. Now I have to wait for all this to be over and, uh, and hope, to some, hope my savings outlast my spending. I decided right. at that time, you know, maybe I should write the book of chutzpah advantage that's been in my mind and that I've been speaking about for years. Now's the time to make progress on that book. So mm -hmm. that's an example personally of how I use chutzpah to take control of my life. And I see it a lot in companies that are pivoting. And we see this every day. You and I, we read business journals. We, uh, we get a sense of what's happening in our industries, but in a lot of different industries. And the companies that are thriving now either are doing that because they happen to be in the, the good fortune to, uh, to be in healthcare, or because they pivoted and developed technology, implemented technology that enables it to suddenly provide a solution, which uh, yeah. wasn't available for, which, by the way, becomes um, the, third, the third slice, the U, is uncovering need, pain, and opportunity. Somebody with chutzpah or an organization with chutzpah is always on the lookout for, hey, 
How do we solve a need better? How do we um, make people aware of the potential pain they're going to have if they don't get a problem solved? Or how do we solve that very quickly for them and better than somebody else? And then, of course, the last one is uncovering opportunity is where the very creative organizations, the ones that, that have the out-of-the-box ideas come up with. Who would have thought 10 years ago, uh, five years ago, that and, and let's put aside COVID for a second, that a company like Uber would be worth the many billions of dollars that it is. Right. We had right. taxi cabs. We had limousines and private services and public transportation and cars. So what problem were they solving? Well, yeah. what they did was they realized there was an opportunity for people to put aside all those other less reliable or comfortable transportation measures by having an app-based uh, transportation service that was available so you could go out with your friends and if you want to have a couple of drinks you don't have to worry about it because you're not driving home you're not wor- looking for parking in a crowded city so that's an example of of um uncovering opportunity and why it's under the U. yeah that's great well yeah we're um i, I wish we could get through the rest of the the letters here we're running out of, out of time here but before we before we wrap up, um, you know, let's talk a little a little specifically about your book, um, so so listeners can can get a, a good handle on that. Um, what's uh, you know what can readers get from it? What can they expect to learn, and, and where can they um, buy it? Uh, well, it will be out on Amazon, uh, both in a hardcover and Kindle version, and other digital sites by April first. So it is uh, it's going to be out soon. They can learn about it there. Uh, certainly, I, I love to speak to people. Um, I'm starting this uh, chutzpah coffee and colleagues session, uh, which will be an hour in the morning for companies that are just trying to get the teams motivated and thinking differently. So I can be brought in to handle those virtually because we're virtual. Our offices are virtual now. But the idea that, hey, we have something you can bring people in. Here are the three C's, chutzpah, coffee, and colleagues, and let's talk about something new, and let's see how we can make that impact uh, our success moving forward this week, this year, this lifetime, frankly. Those are somewhere. That's great. Well, yeah, Mason, thanks thanks for joining, um, and definitely you know, recommend um, everybody pick up the, the book when it's available. Um, is there a way for people to um, keep in touch with you? Um, What's what's the best what's the best channel to, to follow to, to keep up with what you're doing? Sure, thank you. The, uh, obviously, I can be reached in, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, if you look for Mason Harris or the Chutzpah guy, uh, that'll get you to me. My LinkedIn is LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash/MasonHarrisListens/slash. Um, slash. Great. So the listening piece is what got me to here. Uh, for those of you who are listening and really would love to fill in the rest of your pizza pie, email me at mason at the chutzpah guy, and I will uh, send back to you the, the remaining slices and ideas that might get you thinking about it. Uh, happy to do that. Uh, I'm, I love speaking with people, communicating over the phone, in writing, so I welcome uh, all questions and thoughts about the work that I'm doing and especially how it might help individuals and their organizations. Well, again, I'd like to thank Mason Harris for joining the show. Uh, Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. 
If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, from my website at theagile.world.